E1 presents the silly guys in Football Frenzy or the Quarterback Caper. Football has changed dramatically throughout the years. First, the archaic T formation morphed into the wishbone offense. Then, the wishbone offense morphed into a new type of lowercase T formation, where the quarterback stands in front of his offensive line. Then, other innovations occurred. People realized that you could throw the football forward. Sure, it was written into the rules from the beginning that you could do that, but no one had ever read the rules before, so it still counts as an innovation even if it sounds kind of stupid to us nowadays. Before this, the quarterback's job on the football field was to help other players carry around their pads and helmets. But now, the job of the quarterback suddenly became the soup de jour of the football field. With advances in aerodynamics spurred by World War I, a young quarterback just returned from the service named Bugsy McHudson pioneered the spiral, an ingenious throwing motion that allowed the football to glide like an eagle soaring over the gridiron. Now, quarterbacks could do anything. They could run. They could pass. And that's about it. But that is basically all football is, so it counts as everything. However, throughout this innovation, only one thing remained constant. There was always just one. Only one quarterback on the field at once, like a legendary creature in Magic the Gathering. But three young, well, not so young, pioneers of the sport made a discovery that would alter the shape of the gridiron for generations to come. This is the story of the three kings. But before they were kings, they were three middle-aged men. Still pretty young, though, for middle-aged guys. Basically, the youngest that middle-aged guys can get. Like, the coolest age, where you are cool, but you are still middle-aged. Also, kings are usually really old, so even if they were old for football players, they were young for kings. The story of the three kings begins humbly, as so many do. Andrew, Branson, and Charles, as they came to be known by the general public, had just experienced a crushing blow to their podcasting career and were desperate for any avenue that might turn their lives around. This bites! This fucking sucks! I'm gonna kill myself. I can't believe zero people came to our live podcast show. I can believe it. Yeah, because you didn't show up either, you piece of shit. The crap stable was calling my name, amigo. Nobody's coming to our shows because we're not funny. They would rather see us dead than on stage. If I don't get some direction in my life soon, I'm going to have to get a real job and actually contribute to society. And then I will want to kill myself just like Andrew. <laughs> Charles, you're really willing to go square? I would rather die. Or actually, I guess I'd get a job I hate for 20 years, then decide to die after wasting my life on shit that I hate and complaining about it for decades. Wait, what's that sign? Hold on, hold on. Don't bother reading it. I'm just going to start saying it out loud. Attention. The NFL punt, pass, and kick contest is looking for people to participate in our thing. You know the thing. But it's not just for babies anymore. We need some middle-aged men pronto. You could have wealth, fame, cheerleaders. Take your pick. But you got to bring the goods on the gridiron. And by the way, if you do make the team, you cannot touch the cheerleaders. That was more of a figure of speech. Punt, pass, and kick? I thought that was for little babies. Not anymore. It's for guys like us. Middle-aged guys. I mean, 30 is barely middle-aged. But we're not getting any younger either. Well, let's sign up before I have a midlife crisis. These old bones don't have much marrow left. One, you know, one foot in the grave. Yeah, I'm dead in the water. I'm falling apart at the seams. You know, my 23 and me said I'm two-thirds skeleton. I'm just an old chunk of coal. 
Well, let's use that coal to ignite something great on the gridiron. I know we can do it. Sure, I haven't played since fourth grade flag football, and I was the only kid in the history of elementary school sports to be cut from the team. But we also didn't know how to do podcasts until we tried. I'm sure we can just figure it out on the field. Give it up, amigos. You just can't teach an old dog new tricks. It simply can't be done. It's time to throw in the towel. We're washed up, and we all know it. We're not washed up. It's the fans who are washed up. We need some fans who appreciate us. Fans who can afford to pay $95 a piece to stand in frigid temperatures, can't see shit from the bleachers. Home team can't put together a scoring drive to save their lives. And they pay money for that. There isn't any way we'd make it into the NFL. And even more, there's no way in hell we invent a new play style where all three of us are quarterbacks. Yeah, that would be stupid. Unless... Wait, that's it. We invent a new play style where all three of us are quarterbacks. That's an amazing idea. But if we join the NFL, it'll cut into our book club time. We're still barely a third of the way through Finnegan's Wake. Hey, guys, uh, you know, my copy, you know, Finnegan's Wake. Well, it's been dog-eared for so long, the vet might have to put it to sleep. Pretty good. Forget the book club. What about our classic music appreciation society? Maybe we can ask the NFL not to have practices on weekdays. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, fellas. We can discuss all of this during our wine tasting this weekend. I've always found that varieties from the Sonoma region bolster my clarity of thought in such manners. It's gotta be the tannins. Oh, the tannins they have in Sonoma. Truly among the best in the world. Wait, 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 wait. They should reboot James Bond and he should be 001. That's a good idea, but let's focus. The sign-up sheet only has three more spots in it. We need to jot down our Hancocks pronto, amigos. Uh, triple zero. That's what he would be called because he's more secret than 001. That sounds more like the prequel. Are you guys even listening to me? We have the rest of our young lives to talk James Bond. I don't think I have much time left. I intend to die on that football field. You know, but at least I'll be a millionaire when I do, and I'm going to leave all of my money to my future son, Comrade Branson. Whoa, save some of those greenbacks for me. We won't have to save any money once we're in the NFL, because those guys get paid the big bucks. I just signed us all up. Let's stop thinking about this and go to the casino, where we always win. Speaking of that, let's hit the tables, boys. The NFL's punt, pass, and kick competition was established during the Cold War to steer kids away from egalitarianism. As the competition grew over the decades, it crystallized into six distinct age groups, 6 to 7, 8 to 9, 10 to 11, 12 to 13, 14 to 15, and 30 to 35. Now, for all those lower age groups, the competition was basically a ruse where the winners get to stand in the end zone for 10 seconds at halftime of a meaningless Week 15 game between two 4-9 and nine franchises who aren't even bad enough to get the first pick in the draft or anything like that. Basically, it's NFL mids, but it's worse than weed mids because it doesn't do anything for you. Anyway, the 30-35 to 35 age group was different. The top three performers in that tier were immediately given lucrative NFL contracts worth millions of dollars in cold, hard cash. Damn, there's a lot of kids here. I should put my shirt on. Andrew, why are you dressed like Captain Jack Sparrow? <sighs> I thought this was a costume contest, too. All the little kids are wearing football helmets, but they sure as hell are not football players. And this loser with the clipboard is dressed like an egghead. My name is Coach Mick Silver. I'm the coach of these here New England Patriots. 
so hands-on with this franchise that I even like to run the punt, pass, and kick contest personally. Also, it's kind of a DUI thing, Mighty Ducks and all that shit. But be that as it may, I need you guys to tell me your name so I can check you off the sign-up sheet. Uh, I'm Richard Suckme. This is Donald Ass, and uh, that guy in the back's Mr. Pedo. Those names are not on here, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Pussy Einstein. That's Johnny Ladyfingers, and this is Come, 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 Come. I swear to God, I'm going to kill myself, by the way. I will. Quit screwing around. We're Andrew, Branson, and Charles. Okay, see, we've got here Andrew Austin, Branson Austin, and Charles Austin. Son of a fucking bitch. I forgot we have different last names. Yeah, good enough. Go on in. Let's see what this old hunk of coal can do to a dang pig skin. The sooner we get this bullshit over with, the sooner we can get back to playing Baccarat and listening to John Cage albums. The song 433 is the lead single from his album 4033. I know! The song 433 is proof that John Cage could never make it as a comedian because he couldn't get it to a tight five. You guys going to keep riffing like this or are you going to punt, pass, and kick this fucking leather egg through those damn goalposts? How about a nice cold beer first? We've got beers for the kids in the cooler over there, but they're only 2% alcohol by volume. Children's boo, you know the routine. I guess I can just drink three times as many. It'll steady my aim. I wouldn't drink too much if I were you. That's the way the last Patriots coach died. Bill Belichick? He died from alcoholism? No, he died from the players pouring too much Gatorade on his head. I think a little bit got in his nose and it choked him to death. Then they made me top dog. Branson, doing his best Heisman Trophy pose. Are we going to yap all day like those old hags on The View? We're going to play some ball. That's what I'm saying. Andrew goes to hit Branson, but basically bounces off him and eats grass in the rich soil. I need you all standing at attention at 01400 hours. And right now it's 01358 hours. So you've got two minutes to get it together. I didn't even know there was 58 hours in a day. All right, Dodo Bird. He means two o'clock. Don't even tell me. I promised myself I wouldn't learn anything today. I'm setting an alarm right now on my Apple iPhone. We got this. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking of a new type of art. It's a man trapped inside of a cage. The cage is his own mind. And inside of the cage of his mind, he's holding a sign that says SOS. SOS. He he wants help. He's trapped within his own mind. It's... It's very powerful, and it's actually all about mental health. Hold it, Capitan. Put your genius on standby for just a minute. We got an egg to throw. Oh, my alarm's ringing. I guess it's time. What, what about this? Flowers do not have noses, so they don't know how beautiful they actually smell. That's art, right? Or it's more of a quote, I guess. Flower, uh, you do, uh, quote, quotation mark, flowers do not know how beautiful they smell because they do not have noses, end quote. It could be a nice quote for young people who are shitty or ugly or whatever, and it could make them feel better about how shitty they are. You're not making me feel any better about how bored I am. Let's get it together and put, pass, and kick our way into professional athleticism. Go, go, go. They punted. They passed. They kicked. Coach Mick Silver couldn't believe his eyes. Never had he seen three aging men in such poor physical condition absolutely dominate the gridiron in every single phase of the game. Well, special teams anyway. And a little offense with the passing, but it's not like they're under any pressure. It's barely offense. But they did a really good job, is, is my point. Much better than all of the little kids. They utilized strategies that no one inside the game could have come up with. Charles, for instance, had someone write Radiohead sucks on a football so he could kick it harder. 
He's basically obsessed with Radiohead's themes and motifs and their overall message through all their music, that life is a silly little trip. It's easy for him to get worked up about Radiohead and it makes him kick the ball really hard. And the whole band loves football, or footy as they call it, and they wanted to see him succeed. He secretly hoped that they would call to congratulate him afterward. Branson went for his first punt and kicked the ball so damn hard that it popped instantly. He called for another, then another, and another. He also created a technique for field goals where he stands above the ball and sits down on it really quick, and somehow it goes flying through the uprights every time. For God's sake, boy, ease up! I'm older than you are! I'm 56! Well, I went to the doctor and he said, not good! You know, the way that dogs age seven, you know, seven years each year, he said, basically, I'm like that. He said that I'm aging fast because of how thick my blood is, somewhere between a paste and a roux, but not a gravy. Andrew was stretching for 30 minutes before Branson went over to Charlie horse him. Soon, the two were wrestling to the ground, screaming that one could get lower than the other. Coach Mick Silver was impressed by their grit and let them settle the dispute through good old-fashioned horseplay. Okay, the results of the punt, pass, and kick competition are in. We'll get to the other age groups later, but in the 30 to 35 age division, the winners are Andrew, Branson, and Chuck. They will all become new members of my New England Patriots starting tomorrow. Congratulations, boys. My lifelong dream has come true, that me and my friends would all be NFL stars who get to play and have fun on the gridiron every weekend. The gridiron is basically the playground for adults, but it's not just playtime. This is for keeps. We're trying to win all the marbles and take home the Super Bowl. I wanted to say Radiohead on the back of my jersey. Why? Also, no one else should have Radiohead on the back of their jersey. Okay. I mean, this isn't the XFL. I'm just going to put my name on mine, along with my favorite number, 25,395. Well, I'm going to put Radiohead on the back of mine. There are some British guys, and they really like old school rock. They sing a lot about robots and computers, but they are cool. And they sound better on vinyl, too. (laughs) But if Charles isn't going to get mad, then I guess I don't want to do it. No, I think you're stuck with it now. And you're going to have to explain it to all the fans at a press conference. I don't want to explain anything. I'll just change my name to Radiohead. Then I'm changing my name to Charles York. On account, I love those peppermint patties. Now that I'm an athlete, the only song I want to hear is Eminem's Not Afraid. Uh, Coach, are you still here? Are you going to drive us to New England? Yes, I drive the bus. Sometimes the players do too. If they're good, I let them have a turn. But mostly, I like to drive. Life is a highway after all. Football players are pretty famous, right? Have they ever let one be in Kingdom Hearts? No, no, now come on. Let's go to New England Patriots Stadium. You three need to meet the guys. The camera rapidly cuts around, montage style, while Creep by Radiohead plays. They're visiting all the sites in New England. The New England Arch. The New England Pyramids. Whatever. You get the joke. I don't know a lot about New England. It's not a state. It's not a city. So what is it, really? This is the life. I can't believe we're going to live just minutes away from Dunkin' Donuts. Here's your contracts, boys. Make sure you read every bit of them. Your souls might be included in there, you know? By the way, you're all millionaires now. Congrats. You can have my soul. It's full of trash. It is actually quite evil. I always knew I would be a millionaire, but I never thought it would be such hard work. I can't wait till I get on the field to throw my first T-Dog with the fans screaming and going nuts. I'll give my soul for anything. I don't give a fuck about anything in this life. I just want luxury. Plus, I just want to feel nice and good. Fork over that pen. 
I'm ready to sign away my existence. Right. That's all well and good. We just got one little issue to address, though. We already had a full 55-man roster before you showed up, so we just had to cut all three of our quarterbacks to make room. One of you guys is going to have to start this weekend. Start the game? You mean like flipping the coin at the beginning? No can do, oh, Capitan. If one of us starts, we all start. We call the shots now. Actually, I'm okay with starting by myself. Actually, if you read the contract, I call the shots. Speaking of shots, you're all due for your steroids. Yoink, yoink, yoink. There we go. Thank God for HGH. I don't even believe in God. Now that I'm an athlete, I just started believing in God. Hey, these steroids actually taste pretty good. What is that? The praline? Is it praline or praline? Thank God believes in us. As Tom Brady was dying in that sniper accident, you know, the one where he died, he told me something. He said that when he was on the football field, there were actually two sets of footprints in the pocket because Jesus was in there right next to him, giving him ideas for where to throw it. Even though Jesus was getting in his way, making it hard to maneuver in the pocket, Tom still appreciated the thought. Hold on. In the past, God was a woman and her name was Gaia. We put our hands on the ground when we were hurting her, but we have forgotten our way. But I don't believe in that either. You know, I don't believe in anything. I'm actually capable of great acts of violence. That's because you're evil. I have a great capacity for evil, you mean. No, I don't. Okay, well, do you guys actually want to look at our playbook before the game? Can you just summarize it? We'd rather hit those famous New England slots to double up our million-dollar paychecks. The departed slot machine is calling my name. It plays Dropkick Murphys 24-7. It's like a free concert. Living in Boston rocks. I don't have to go to suburban bars to say my racial rants anymore. Boston is very tolerant to me and my racialist rants. Uh-huh, the playbook? Basically, I have all the routes in football memorized. You got the slant, you got the flag, you got the go route, you got the jet, you got the option, you got a curl, you got a zigzag, you got a little wiggly guy. Sometimes you run a slant to the west and run a wiggle guy the other way, and the smaller guys in the back of the enemy team, they got to run all over the place. Fine, here are your pads and helmets. The first game of the preseason is this Sunday. You guys better be there. We're counting on you. The whole city or region or whatever, or New England is on your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll do just fine. You're the man, boys. We're off until Sunday. Athletes only work one day a week, just like podcasters. But they don't have to think of anything to say, so it's even easier. Time to go hit up the Time Crisis 2 slot machine at Boston's finest casino, Obelichick's Pot of Gold. At the strip club here, all the strippers quote Boondock Saints. It's pretty cool, but it can make it kind of hard to stay hard. You asked that stripper to quote Boondock Saints. You followed her to her car. Oh, look, there's our ride to New England. Come on. Last one of the casino has to suck my dick. I think those boys are going to be all right. We cut to another montage where they're having fun at some sort of hypothetical Boston-themed Boston casino named Obelichick's Pot of Gold, a casino where they use potatoes instead of poker chips. Creep by Radiohead is playing, but it sounds like Dropkick Murphy music, but the lyrics are the same as the regular song. You see a shot of them rolling green dice on a big craps table where Larry Bird is the guy with the long stick, moving all of the stuff on the carpet around. Then they're at Boston's hottest restaurant, the original Boston Market. And they're all eating the most uniformly orange-colored chicken you have ever seen in your life. 
Then, they're at the Boston Opera, watching a bunch of college kids do a stage-adapted version of Boondock Saints. It's stunning. Then, they start sloshing around martinis, falling over, spilling them everywhere, trying to drink them and spilling them on their own faces. Later, we see Branson following women to their cars. Come on, Charles. We're going to see Bingo Was His Nemo at the Casino Theater. It's the biggest play in Boston. Uh, I don't know, guys. Don't we have a big game coming up? I wonder what Coach would say. Great news, Charles. They're putting Radiohead in Kingdom Hearts, and it's all thanks to you. That's nice, Coach, but I'm more focused on my football career right now. I won't stop till they put me in Kingdom Hearts. First athlete to ever do it. This is your daydream, pal. I love you. What's up? Fuck the big game. Tonight is our night. This is our house. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm going to shit on somebody. Grab that guy. Which guy? He's getting away. He can see it in his eyes what Branson's trying to do. Just grab anyone. The big game isn't until the morning, so let's get really liquored up and get nasty. And I want the grab thing to kind of be a fun, spontaneous, organic moment. So let's not talk about it too much. It's just so much work. I'm just going to try to hit the Magic the Gathering tables to try to feel good. Oh, come on, guys. We got to go see Bingo Wiz's Nemo. I paid over $700 for these tickets. Nathan Lane apparently kills it. Oh, it's getting pretty late, and our game is pretty early tomorrow, but oh, I Nathan don't know. Nathan, Nathan Lane. Lane. Nathan, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Charles receives a text from Coach Silver. You boys better be in bed and getting some rest. Tomorrow is the big day. All right, one little play couldn't hurt. Let's go. Cut to the next morning. Branson, Andrew, and Charles all show up to the Patriot Stadium, the Herman Cain Dome, and they're all in rough shape. They're hungover. They've got bags under their eyes. They got zits all over their foreheads. They're wearing nasty sweatpants with a bunch of sick on them. They have boogers all over their faces. Their breath stinks, skin completely green. Also, their stomachs hurt. And they're farting a ton, and they all have headaches, and they're bitching about them. They also have big hot water bottles on their heads. Can we call in sick for the big game? If I sniff any fresh air tonight, I'm going to blow major chunks. I'm ready for game time. This is my Michael Jordan flu game. I intentionally got the flu last night to make sure I could play my best. MJ's flu game was for the championship, not a preseason game. I'm thinking of a different flu game. One in the preseason. He scored 120 points in a meaningless victory over a very bad team. Be that as it may, it's game time, baby. Which one of you wants to be first string quarterback? I don't really have a strong preference. String? <laughs> like a tampon? I want to be first chair quarterback. Fine, let's just go in alphabetical order. Andrew, get in the game. Oh my God. Me? I've been waiting my whole life for this. I don't even know what a football is. We're well, going to learn real quick. No, I'm not. Go get on the field and stand in the pocket. <laughs> pocket? Like a, like a hot pocket? Like a hot pocket full of pepperoni and mozzarella cheese, that kind of pocket. You fucking kidding me, dude? Coach, who's the bad guys today? I hope we don't have to play against the 1980 Oakland Raiders. Those guys were really mean. It looks like the bad guys for today are the Washington football team from this year. Phew. Okay, Andrew, go show them what you got. Okay. Yeah, let's see what you got. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go get them. Yeah, I know you can do it. Uh, me, me too. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, go out there and get on the field. Okay. I think I will. Hold on. 
You'll need this in case things go wrong. The coach places a small pill in Andrew's hand and gently closes Andrew's hand around it. Is this a painkiller? Should I try to get addicted? That's a cyanide pill. Only take it if shit starts getting really bad. I am ready to die for you, sir. You and everyone else on this team. Now go get him, Tiger. Okay. Here I am on the field. Hike, 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 hike. Oh, fuck. He threw me the ball. What am I going to do? Son of a fucking shitter. My ass is grass if I don't give this ball to someone else quick. Andrew, throw the ball to the receiver. Here goes nothing. Oh, no, the ball slipped right out of his hands. Oh, it's because he ate a greasy burrito right before going on the field. It was a Euro, dumbass. Tastes so good, though. Ooh, not bad. Might have to get me one of those. You will eat it. Keep your head in the game, Andrew. You know what? You're out. I'm putting Branson in for the next play. Okay, okay, okay. I'm ready. Here we go. <laughs> the weak shall fear the strong. Hut, 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 hut. Branson executes a perfect five-step drop. Branson has prototypical height for an NFL quarterback, excellent posture, and a long and smooth ass like John Wayne. His uniform has very few stains on it. He rocks backwards, anchors his right foot, and throws the football 200 yards. Everyone in the stadium stops talking at once as the football soars majestically through the air, rocketing over the stands until it just clears the lip of the stadium and falls harmlessly in the parking lot. Branson immediately starts raising the roof in the silent stadium. Don't look at me! Fuck you! What are you looking at? What do you want from me? My blood? You already have my sweat and tears! I will fucking kill everyone here today! I can do it too! I'm descended from Charlemagne! I have the blood of Charlemagne inside of me! The rest of the football team starts dragging Branson back to the sideline. They drop Branson on the ground, and he immediately goes to sleep. Poor guy must be tuckered out. He had like 11 or 12, but I think he still has some more tuckers in the locker room. He'll be fine. Whatever. It's third and 25. We really need a big play here. You're our last hope, Chuck. I know, coach. I won't let you down. This next touchdown pass is for the great folks of the New England region. My heart goes out to them. Just get in there and show me what you got. And don't forget to put on your class ring to throw the ball. It's your good luck charm. Oh, thanks. I never play sports without it, but I had completely forgotten until you mentioned it. Anyway, it's not going to come up again in the story, but it matters a great deal to me personally that you reminded me. I know. Anyway, the play clock is ticking. Show those bastards what you're made of. Hike, 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 22, 22, 22, 22, 22, 22, 23, 24, 24, 25. Hike, 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 hike. Okay. He finally heard me and he threw me the ball from his legs. Oh, wow. There's already a guy open. That's the linebacker. Perfect. He looks like he's ready to catch the ball. But he's on the other team. He is open, though. God damn it. Fuck. He's running that thing back for the whole enchilada and we are powerless to stop him. Hey, don't blame me. He was in a good position to catch the ball right when I took the snap. If he ran toward our end zone, no one could have stopped him. It's not my fault that he has an evil heart and he went the other way. God damn it! Coach does the thing where he throws his hat on the ground and he starts stomping on it. He's pretty old, though, so some of the other guys on the team start helping him stomp on it. There's such a commotion that Branson wakes up. He immediately picks up the water cooler and dumps it on the coach's head. You're supposed to dump the Gatorade on the coach's head at the end of the game, and that's only if we win. It's not Gatorade. Gatorade's for winners. That was milk. I thought it was White Ocean Gatorade. That doesn't exist yet. That's it. We're playing the rest of the game without a quarterback. You three can sit in the locker room and think about what you've done. I'm not going to think about that. 
I'm going to think about this video I saw where a donkey gets hit by a train. That donkey is low-key goaded into boss. Swag. What? What the fuck are you talking about? I hate it when you decide to just act like a little dumbass. We're all sick of it. We've been talking behind your back, by the way. Basically, any one of us could drop dead at any second. There's no point in any of this shit. Wait, when do we get fentanyl? Okay, you know what? This game is already a waste of time. I'm just going to tell the refs we quit. We'll show a movie for all the fans who came out today. We've got a copy of October Sky in the locker room for just such an occasion. Oh, man. I said that so many times already. The refs wheel out a TV to the halfway mark on the field, just like the one that you would see when your teacher rolled in, a, in the elementary school. They fiddle with the controls for a while and hook up a bunch of chords. Red to red. Match the red with the red. Is it an ox? You have to set it to channel two. The stadium erupts in cheers when the DVD title for October Sky starts playing over the loudspeakers at the stadium. Dejected, Branson, Andrew, and Charles all walk down that long football hallway to the inside concrete part of the stadium where all the locker rooms are. They're all frowning and moping and shuffling their feet. There's a bunch of small rocks in the hallway and they're all kicking them around while bitching and moaning. Also, their hands are in their pockets as they walk. Also, when they get to the locker room, one of the locker room attendants hands them their customary game day rose, and it starts wilting the second they touch it. I'm getting doodash. Who wants cheeseburgers? I'll take a cheeseburger from doodash. I like doodash more better than Gubhub. Yeah, and it's still cheaper than the Who Foods in the stadium. My friend's got an Xbox that plays PS5 games, and it has free doodash in it. You don't even have to pay ever. My cousin works for Doodash, and it's sick. They give you all the free food you want. I have an idea for an app. It's a text that you send to a girl, and if she clicks it, her camera and her phone takes a picture of her against like her will, and it sends it to you. So you could trick them and send it to them when they are using the toilet or showering. Uh, it could be a prank, but I think it'll be mostly used for something else. Silence! You three are in hot water. Your luck has dried up. It's dry water you're in, uh, basically. Coach, can we have just one more chance? Well, okay, but you'll have to develop some secret techniques to impress me and show me that you're serious. My secret technique is the interception and the fumble. They need to be techniques that help us win. I'm gonna stab the bad guys till there's no one left to play against. It has to be a football move that's legal in the game. We're going to be here all day if we keep goofing off, so I'm not going to say something stupid. Let's just head home and chill for a bit. We'll think of some cool moves that you'll love, coach. Okay, I got doodash. It's going to be at our apartment in 30 minutes. We got to get over there quick. Perfect timing. My limo that I bought just arrived. It comes with power steering, four cube cycle engine, 10,000 horsepower, a steering wheel, brakes, a seat to sit in when you drive it, multiple mirrors so you can look around more better, wheels, four wheels, by the way, a frame, some sort of chassis, and still wrapped in the original plastic. That's right. A real fucking fine piece of machinery. Oh, there it is now. Now that we've been walking while I was talking, and now we are in the parking lot. When I started talking, we were in the locker room. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. You were right there with me as we walked there. I know. I know. Be that as it may, let's go check it out. Hello, sir. You must be Branson. I will be a limo driver. I trained at the Worthing Smith School of... Pussy! You talk like a pussy! Give me the keys! You sound like a limey Brit, mate. A lobster back. A lobster coat. Whatever they called them in that war to kill the British and be free. I... I don't understand. Are you gentlemen dumb? Are you 
dumb guys? Well, basically, we're Animaniacs if they were QBs in the NFL. By this time, Andrew has snuck around behind the limo driver's back. Andrew gets down on all fours behind him. Branson then pushes the limo driver in the chest, and the limo driver goes toppling over onto his little British ass. I'll be driving this thing, Kimosabi. You can go ahead and hitchhike home. Fuck you. Fuck England. Fuck your nasty old queen. Fuck all your nasty old lumber teeth journalists in The Guardian. You are the most fugly island of all time. If it was legal, I'd kill you. I'm going to tell on you to the queen. I don't think you'll be doing that. Suddenly, Andrew hits the limo driver over his head with a wooden mallet, and the limo driver passes out, and there's a ton of birds flying around the limo driver's head. Now let's go get that doodash. I just worked up an appetite. The boys pile into the brand new Gucci limo. Oh, did we forget to mention that it was Gucci? Well, it is. It's the first car they've made, and it's a limo instead of a car. Also, it's a Chevy SSR. Also, it's twice as long as a normal limo, and when Andrew and Charles sit in the back, they have to yell in order to be heard in the front. Branson is putting on driving gloves, driving goggles, and he's taking his shirt off. There's a factory default champagne in the mini-fridge, and they go nuts on it, sucking it down like an egg. You guys ready to head home? I'm just going to run over the limo guy's foot a little. Just a little, a few fractures. Nothing reconstructive. Also, where's our home? Also, what did you do, Dash? I do Dash from Who Foods. Baller! The boys pile into their new Gucci limo, and the GPS coordinates to their new home are already plugged in. They pull up to the Bel Air neighborhood of New England. We'll check that later. And it's a crazy old mansion with a pool and a Playboy bunny grotto. But instead of Playboy bunnies, there are a bunch of old men swimming around with their shirts on. Yo, this mansion is goaded, though. That's what's up. Anyway... I guess that dumb loser told us we had to do something for football. I mean, fuck that guy. What's his deal anyway? Always trying to tell us how to play the damn game when we're the QBs. Well, I think he was the coach and that's why he was telling us what to do. Hold on. Focus up, guys. We stunk on ice. We look like a bunch of needle dicks out there sharpening our dicks on the gridiron like some kind of fucking needle dick. I'm about to fuel up with some doodash who food cheeseburgers and get to training. <laughs> Gub up. <laughs> I guess we should all come up with secret techniques. But how? The next preseason game is only a week away. Okay, well, can I walk in first? Can I sit down first? We are looking at the mansion and talking about what we're going to do next. Am, am I crazy? I get that we're trying to move the plot along at all, but my dogs are barking, and I'm about to ask those old guys in the pool if they remember what porno looked like back then. Back when? Anytime before the stepmother era, really. Back when it was just about sluts doing stuff. A slut would walk in and some guy would be cleaning the pool. And she would bring him a pizza. Nature would just run its course. No need for all the, you know, the narrative stuff. We were closer to our primal instincts back then in 2011. Guys, what are we talking about? We got to come up with our secret techniques. This was your topic. You were just bitching again. You're just always bitching. Be that as it may. Stop that. Stop saying be that as it may so much. You're overusing it, Charles. Well, be that as it may, the big preseason game is coming up. We got to do something crazy to make the coach know that we're the right guys to be three quarterbacks for him. Should we have like a lighthearted romp first? Maybe a filler episode where Andrew has a date with three women at the same time and we have to help him pull out? No. Let's just go to our separate rooms and play our three PS5s that the Football League gave us for free. I'm sure we'll think of some special moves eventually, even if we do it on the ride to the stadium for game time next week. 
Coach said there's no practice this week because it's just the preseason. I'd be cool with the three women thing as long as they're eights or above. Okay, well, I already thought of my secret move just now, so what should I do? I thought of mine, too. Let's just have a pool party and order some doodash. Doodash is already on the way, but I'm thinking about dinner now. We got to order another meal ASAP. Chicken fingers? Anyone? My treat? I'm logging into Duber Eats on my Who Foods app. Charles, do you want spaghetti and meatballs again? Yeah, just leave them a note that I want one giant meatball in the middle of all the spaghetti. Okay, got it. Single large meatball, lots of noodles and sauce, extra sloppy, just like Charles likes it. A big sloppy plate of spaghetti that you call paschetti. And no tomato in the tomato sauce, please. Be that as it may. Hey, you just said I can't say that. Be that as it may. Whoa, have you guys looked at a clock or a watch or a calendar lately? This conversation has been going on for seven days. Those old guys in the pool did not get fed. Now they're just floating around. Did Coach Chelsea feed them? (laughs) They were adult men. I assume they didn't live here permanently and that they could have fed themselves. I'll listen to that old bastard, Coach. I'm in it for the dinero, which is money, and for numero uno, which is me. Also, I'm in it for the tang, but all they put in the coolers is Gatorade. Well, you should have become an astronaut if you wanted tang. Oh, wow. We are driving to the game. Wow. When did we all sit down in this brand new 2023 Gucci Aston Martin Goku Vegeta Supercharged Hemi GT Charger Deluxe? Oh, that old limo we got sucks now compared to this car. Holy crap. Look, we are pulling up to the stadium now. Do you guys have ideas for your special move? That's what I'd like to know. Coach! 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 You've had a week. What are you going to do to wow me now on the gridiron? I've created a new type of pass where I do a front flip and land on my big ass and throw the ball at over 100 miles per hour in any direction. I call it Toilet Stomper. Seems unorthodox and willfully stupid. Also, the name is immature. It kind of makes me think they were an ugly person inside and out, but I'll allow it. Basically, I'm going to put the ball in my helmet and throw my helmet. Also, I'm the first Catholic quarterback to ever play in the NFL, so if you fire me, it'll look really bad. Your secret move sounds like it's not going to be very helpful, but you're right. We can't have that kind of PR nightmare on our hands. We're already dealing with bad PR because liberals and the Taliban say Path to Patriot doesn't hate America enough. I hate America, coach. But, well, as far as my technique goes, let's just say I have some crazy ideas for new plays that I invented. I'll tell the guys how to do them later. Coming up with crazy plays is my job. But okay, I guess it's the best we've got. I hope it works. The entire season flies by very quickly in a montage. Play after play is shown where Branson, the QB, is scrambling and his pants keep getting tackled off and he runs into the end zone completely nude from the waist down. And no matter how big his penis is, it was cold that day. We see Andrew walk onto the field to roaring applause during Catholic Day at the stadium where everyone gets a jersey of the Pope and a bobblehead of one of those guys in the Bible, like Paul or John or George. And the really rare one that you want to get That's the whale from the Bible that ate that guy. Andrew gives a candid interview about his Catholic faith to Pam Oliver, and then God smites the evil Green Day Packers and kills every single one of them on the field. And he also kills all of their firstborn at home, so Andrew has an easy time winning the game. And nobody's kids are disappointed in them losing the game, unless they had a secondborn. After that, many defenses were afraid to play against the Patriots, because they didn't want God to kill their firstborn, and many NFL teams started signing guys who did not have children. Anyway, then there's a scene where Charles does a play called the quarterback trick. That's a trick play, you see. And basically, he snaps the ball, and then suddenly he's in the end zone without the ball, and he's standing next to a linebacker, and he pulls the football out from behind the guy's ear, and then it's a touchdown. 
The boys go 17-0, not losing a single game during the regular season. Also, nothing notable, funny, or really important happens in the playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl. The boys just play good, clean football and leave it all in the gridiron. That's the football field, and they win super easily. And by the way, in their free time, they do a lot of charity work, and they're really good guys. But they're too humble to show that in the script. They also win a bunch of awards, and they don't even like to go to the ceremony because the awards to them are just like pieces of metal arranged to look like a guy or a football or something. Awards don't matter to them because they aren't in this for the prestige. They're in it for one thing and one thing only, the money. Every time they win an award, they let a person from an indigenous community accept the award and talk about whatever issues matter to them, like racism or highway profanity. It's now the Super Bowl time, and they're all in the locker room listening to music to get amped up, like they do in the commercials where they say stuff like, nothing matters but this moment. Will you rise? I'm listening to Hate Me by Blue October. He says he's playing movies in his head that make a porno feel like home in the lyrics that he sings. I think he means that he is thinking of some sex that is so crazy that it makes watching a porno feel like a wholesome experience. I would fucking chop my right arm off just to see what kind of crazy sex this guy is dreaming up. My ropes would f knock down the fucking walls of this stadium, and it would be a huge disaster with tons of lives lost. I'm listening to Superman by Five for Fighting. I like to call it the 9-11 song because I hear it after 9-11. It was written before 9-11, by the way, so that meant that the guy obviously didn't know it was going to be the 9-11 song. I checked it out, and he has no connection to the Taliban or Obama bin hiding at all. It's just a coincidence that his song was the 9-11 song because, thematically speaking, a lot of themes of the song, grief, loss, being Superman, are also the themes of 9-11. I'm listening to a white guy on YouTube do an acoustic cover of Lil Jon's Get Low. It gets me amped up, but it also makes me more sensitive and makes me think. When Lil Jon saw this video, he said Get Low belongs to this guy now. And then the two of them teamed up to deliver turkeys to a soup kitchen the week after Thanksgiving. Okay, boys, it's time for the Super Bowl. This is the whole enchilada, folks. The big one, the big easy. Don't take this one for granted. This one's for all the marbles. You, wanna, you won't want to blink. Close your eyes just once and you'll miss it. Yes, this one is the real deal. Remember Joe Namath? He played in one of these probably. Doug Flutie, I bet he also did. Mean Joe Green, you better believe he probably made it to a Super Bowl since we're all going to remember his name. Even Dan Marino. Could you be the next Marino? I hope not, because we got to win this thing. Do it for all the firstborns God killed in our name these last few months. Win this enchilada for them. Who's starting, coach? We all split the regular season MVB. I got the middle of it. You got the middle of the Heisman, too. They gave it to us posthumously. We got a doodashed. Who food? Gubhub. That's not what posthumous means, and you did not get the Heisman doodashed. Less yapping and more snapping. Snapping the football, that is. To me. To the QB. Wait, I thought I was the starter for this big enchilada. Fuck you, I'm the star. I'll kill you. Boys, boys, relax. You're all going to start the big game. They'll never see it coming. The three quarterback maneuver. The quadruple option. It's the quintuple option if you consider one of the options to be giving up. That just might work. It better work. I just got word from Roger Goodell. If we lose, they're shutting down the New England Patriots for good. There's no more money in the team bank unless we win the billion-dollar prize for the Super Bowl. It's lights out in Beantown. 
or more accurately, the greater Beantown region if we don't take home the big payday and beat these little punk asses of the bad guy team. Andrew pulls his headphones on. Where did I go wrong? I lost some men way back old days in the bitterest end. So you sit down and watch you write, you know, how to save a life. Where did I go wrong? Branson pulls his headphones down. I'm afraid to fly. I'm not that naive. I just want to fight in my tights and in my jeans. I'm more than a bird. I'm more than a tree. I'm more than this little guy inside of me. And it's not easy to be me. Coach, I forgot to ask, who are the bad guys today? The Cleveland Browns. Nobody in the NFC was good enough this year, so they let two AFC teams do it. Their quarterback, Johnny Manziel, really turned it around from his wet and wild days and worked hard on his craft of football. He doesn't do commercials. He doesn't go to the club. He doesn't get his wick wet. He just lives, eats, and breathes football. I cannot think of a more pure soul with a more profound impact on the game of football than Johnny Manziel. Plus, he's only 29, so he's a little more spry than you old-timers. Hope you do your stretches before the game. Let's face it, Branson isn't getting any younger. I'm getting younger. Be that as it may, we gotta show these Browns how we do it in Beantown and the greater area around it. Coach, where is this Super Bowl taking place? I just hopped on the plane and I didn't ask any questions. We're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They built out this 120,000 seat stadium just in time for us to play in it for the whole enchilada. And they said the quarterback who throws the most touchdowns today is automatically going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Andrew pulls his headphones down again. He goes left and she goes right. That's how you start to save a life. Where did I go wrong? My oldest friend, something else. And bitterness, uh, just a person that go down by his side. That's how you, how to save a life. While you were singing, I just had a word with the head referee. He said he has a family thing and he can't stay at the game long. We're going to have to wrap it up early. He said, maybe let us do the halftime show first, and then we can play one quarter of football and call it a day. That's cool. Okay, I hope the fans aren't mad or anything, or the sponsors who paid millions to put eyeballs on their wares. They're still going to have the halftime show, right? I need to see if Slash is still alive. Yeah, it's starting right now. Let's go check it out. On the football field, there are explosions all over, and fire, and brimstone, and then ZZ Top comes out of the stage, and they're rocking out. They're bending the strings on their guitars. They're shimmying around in a way that's really cool to dads. And their beards are in the colors of the teams. Basically, one is orange, which is the brown's color for some reason. And one is red, white, and blue, which is the color of a patriot. And unless you're in a country other than the United States or France or Liberia. uh, And then out of fairness to the Taliban, the drummer is dressed like a Taliban man. I hope they play sharp-dressed man. After 30 minutes of sharp-dressed man, One of the bearded guys says they're bringing out a special guest. A platform comes out in the middle of the stage. Smoke billows everywhere. You hear the platform grind to a halt, and the smoke dissipates, revealing the skeleton of Slash still wearing a top hat and holding a big guitar. The skeleton slumps over and falls off the stage in a pile of bones, and the bones land on a bunch of super hot girls who start screaming and freaking out. Oh, fuck, they forgot to feed Slash! Is he all right? I didn't see any blood, so I think he's cool. Clean shirt, new shoes, gold watch, diamond ring, tuxedo pants. Every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man. 
This is the greatest moment of my life, standing here watching my favorite band play my favorite song. I never want this to end. It ends. Oh man, time for football, I guess. Let's show these clowns from the Buckeye State how we do it here in the Beantown State. Aren't we in Ohio? Right. Be that as it may, it's time to play ball. You know what I always say, if there's grass in the field, play ball. We lost the coin flip because you guys told me to say it is going to land on its side. So now we gotta let Manziel and his Browns take the field first. I'll kill them all. I don't care if it's in the rule book. I'll murder every single Brown with my bare hands. And then God says, hey, save some for me. Hey, big fella, we got this one. You just sit back and enjoy the game. Okay, but I'm rooting for you. By the way, thanks for being Catholic. Anytime, big guy. Keep a cold beer waiting for me up there for when I am killed someday. Guys, the game's starting. Look. They got two quarterbacks? Damn, it looks like Baker Mayfield is out there with Johnny Football. I did not see this coming. Together they represent all that is perfect in football. The yin and the yang. Life and death. The cold precision of Mayfield combined with the fiery demeanor of Manziel. I'm about to throw my playbook in the trash and puke on it. Tell the defense to figure it out as they go. I'll be sitting here on the bench checking my phone. I got a lot of money riding on this. Don't worry, coach. We've got something they never dreamed of. Three quarterbacks at once. They'll never know what hit them. The Cleveland Browns execute their two-quarterback strategy to perfection as they take a slow, methodical drive down the gridiron. That's slang for football field. Manziel and Mayfield work together like two halves of the same whole. Two CEOs divvying up stocks on the field. Two presidents both vetoing each other. Two kings comparing crowns. Their plays look like Cirque du Soleil shit, oozing with both sexuality and precision. It transcended sport to become art and the entire stadium wept upon the completion of their drive, where Manziel and Mayfield ran mirroring fractal root bootlegs that spiraled into the end zone. Then the kicker got a really good extra point, and that was like art too. Damn, they ate up 14 minutes and 45 seconds off the clock, and the ref keeps looking at his watch like he's ready to call this thing. We better make these 15 seconds count. The whole world is watching. Guys. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Stop trying to get us to jack off together. We're not the Beatles. Okay, Einstein, you tell us what we're going to do. First, one of you guys needs a play that takes us all the way to the one-yard line. Then I can put my plan in motion. I have a secret move that I have been doing all year and everyone has seen it. But I think it's going to work. It's the move I said to Coach earlier, if you remember. I think we already wrote enough for a whole episode, so let's hurry this thing up. Charles, you take the snap. Andrew, you then take the snap from Charles and snap it to me. I'll do the rest. Except one of you also needs to catch it when I throw it to the one-yard line. They'll never expect that because I've only ever thrown it into the end zone every pass attempt all year. Okay. I'll walk to the one-yard line and wait for the pass. Okay, break. Let's do this thing. There are 15 seconds left in the game. The three boys all line up next to each other, hip to hip, in the quarterback spot. Football lingo. The ball gets snapped to Charles, who hands it to Andrew, who snaps it to Branson. Branson takes the ball and hoists it high above his head before whipping it downwards as fast as he can, causing himself to front flip rapidly. As Branson comes back up in midair after the first front flip, he releases the ball at a near vertical trajectory into the air. As the ball goes flying up, the defense scrambles backwards. Andrew begins his long walk to the one-yard line as the defense looks up into the air like a bunch of dumb fucks. The ball comes screaming down at 100 miles per hour, having a power trail on it like would look like if Goku threw a football. 
Andrew catches it and gets gently chackled at the one-yard line. There are two seconds left on the clock. Time out! Time out! Good call, coach. There's only two seconds left. Two seconds left in what? I'm on the phone with my bookie, and he says he's going to kill me. I called the timeout to ask if you guys know anyone who makes good disguises so I can hide from my bookie. Maybe in Hawaii somewhere. We're not going to do anything about your thing. We're doing our thing right now. There's only two seconds left in the game. Charles, do you got a plan? Yeah, you got a plan, egghead? Yeah, what's the plan, Einstein? Hey, 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 you pussy, what are we going to do? Okay, okay, take it easy. This is my time to shine. You see, I was talking to Trish earlier. You know Trish? The cheerleader whose looks are as good as her brain and personality? She was the first female cheerleader to be the head cheerleader at Yale in 2019. She told me that it's really fun to do the pyramid where they all stand on each other's shoulders. And it made me think, what if we did that to win the game? Basically, the guys on the line go do their thing. Then the receivers and running backs pile up on their shoulders. Then you two pile up on top of them. And then I go all the way on top. And then when I say hike, the center throws the ball up to me on the top, and I simply fall over into the end zone for the T-Dog. You magnificent bastard. It's just so crazy it might work. I can't believe how much better you are than me and Branson. You're the smartest one out of the three of us. That's a good idea. Wow, thanks, guys. Okay, here I go. Hike, 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 22. Now, we could describe the play again, but basically everything happens exactly as Charles described it. The underdog New England Patriots score a T-Dog in the big game for the whole enchilada. However, there's just one problem. They need a two-point conversion to win. Yay! This is so fun. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Not so fast. There's only one problem. We need a two-point conversion to win. We need a new trick play because we aren't that good at football. We're fucked. There's no way we can pull this off. Leave this to me, guys. I think I have a world-historic idea for a football play. They'll be writing about this in football textbooks for eternity. This must be a big play for them. They got Manziel and Mayfield both playing defense. Okay, Branson, just hold on to the end of the rope here. And Charles, you hold on to the other end of the rope here. And during the commercial, I'm going to walk around the back of their end zone. I don't think they'll notice because they got slash up on the Jumbotron right now. The Jumbotron shows a skeleton with a top hat getting swept into a dustpan by a janitor. The crowd is absolutely losing their mind. They're going completely fucking nuts out there. Do you have enough time to set it up? I already did it. You guys were looking at Slash and I got it done already. I don't think anyone saw me. I don't think they have any cameras even pointed at the field right now. Basically, the goalposts are bent over the Browns and over our offensive line, and we're holding them in place with ropes. Are we sure the goalpost isn't offsides right now? Offsides is only for players. Just do whatever you want out there. This better work, Andrew. If we don't win, we'll never be able to afford new guys with t-shirts on to swim in our mansion. And the guy's gotta be old. And that costs some serious moolah. Okay, watch this. Hut, 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 Doodash! Andrew says hike and immediately throws a dagger instead of the football at a small piece of rope that's pulling the goalpost over. The rope snaps and whips out of Charles and Branson's hands, causing everyone else to be thrown forward by the ropes behind them at 1,000 miles an hour. They all go tumbling into the end zone like a bunch of dickheads, except for Andrew, who goes flying through the uprights of the goalpost like in a Christ-like pose, landing safely in the crowd, who begin to carry him around in adoration. I thought you were going to just go into the end zone for the two-point conversion, Andrew. I think that's technically just a kick for one point. No, wait. The ref says he doesn't want to do overtime. He's counting that as two points. The good guys win! 
Everyone starts partying and going absolutely nuts. The dejected Browns all start slumping away. Real poor losers, bad posture, not congratulating anyone. Everyone begins to wonder if the reason that they are traditionally unsuccessful is because of their bad, ungrateful attitudes. You have to wonder about a franchise like that, whose biggest claim to fame recently is a white running back who was good for like two years. Meanwhile, all the New England Patriots, the good guys, the best fans in baseball, start dancing around how like all the kids dance at the end of Charlie Brown movies. Hell fucking yes, we won. Now the league won't shut down the Patriots franchise and we're rich again. Hey, where's those three guys, the three quarterbacks? You know, the ones who won this whole thing. Outside the stadium, on a dusty and vacant road, we see the guys pulling out their thumb to hitchhike. A guy stops for them and he's like, where are you guys going? Hey, Traveler, are you going to the American Southwest by any chance? It's time for us to hit the old dusty road. Our time here has come and gone. Where we'll end up in this crazy world, nobody can tell. But one thing's for certain. Branson opens up a small blanket he's holding and shows everyone his new magical egg. The end. <laughs>